Get informed, get inspired, and get connected. CannabisRadio.com presents NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. The National Cannabis Industry Association is the only national trade organization representing the businesses of the legal cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice covers a range of topics, including the rapidly evolving political and policy changes that affect our industry, news and events of importance to cannabis professionals, and features on companies, individuals, and campaigns at the cutting edge of the cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now. Hello, thanks for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore, and I'm the Deputy Director of Communications at the National Cannabis Industry Association. Really quick, I want to urge everyone to register for the Cannabis Business Summit happening November 10th, 11th, and 12th virtually, cyberly, digitally. It's all happening online. It's not in person. But Andrew Yang will be one of our keynote speakers, as well as Carlos Santana. So head to www.cannabisbusinesssummit.com and register today. In the meantime, let's kick off our conversation with Carrie Radistock, who's the CEO of Hippo Premium Packaging, which she launched in March 2016 to offer an array of services to the cannabis market, including marketing strategy, brand development, social media, public relations, graphic and web design, and of course, printing and packaging. Radistock brings over 20 years of award-winning print and packaging expertise and leads a team of the nation's top brand builders, marketers, and print production experts. Welcome to the show, Carrie. Thanks so much, Bethany. I'm really excited to be here talking to you today. Absolutely. You're great at contributing educational blogs to NCIA's website, so I encourage our listeners to start perusing NCIA's website at thecannabisindustry.org to look for some of the great articles you've written. But in the meantime, let's learn more about you and your background and all right. the things you did before getting involved in this awesome industry that we're all a part of. <laughs> well, you know, um, thanks. You know, I, I actually spent about 25 years in uh, print um, commercial print, print technology, and packaging. And um, over the years, there were, uh, through consolidation, I ended up working for a bigger company, a bigger company, a bigger company. And the, the company that I, I worked at um, before coming into cannabis was one of the largest printing and, and uh, communications companies in the world, R.R. Donnelly. They're older than Coca-Cola. And, uh, and I, I really enjoyed my time with them. And um, really just, I learned a a lot and, and created some valuable um, relationships that I still use today. Gotcha. Wow. Interesting to be in that position where you're starting with a small company that is becoming more sophisticated, scaling up, becoming a part of a bigger company, mergers and, acquis- mergers and acquisitions, I believe, uh, to see the evolution of something 
small grow bigger. And I think people that work in cannabis um, can understand that parallel quite a bit. We're, we're in the thick of it, for sure. We sure are. It, when I first started, it was mostly, mostly small businesses. But over the, over the years, that's, that's, of course, evolving and changing. But, but you know, I was sitting at, at my desk in, in Vista, California, and I had about five different guys walk in looking for vape cart packaging within a six-week period. And I'm like, nobody walked into to a printing packaging company back then. And, and, you know, you had to, you know, pound the pavements to, to get anyone to talk to you. But there was a, a, a I could see the need. And so I, I, I decided, you know, I'm going to check out this industry. So I went and, and this was in 2015. I went and got my card and went into a local dispensary. And all I saw was weed in jars and terrible packaging. I thought, oh gosh, nobody's doing anything in this industry. They must be kidding, <laughs> you know. But then I, I kept seeing signs that this was really a, an industry that could use professional help. So I I started looking into it um, for my Fortune 500 company, um, and and he said, yes, let's let's look at this industry. Write me a business plan. So I did a deep dive and and went to MJ BizCon 2015 and wanted to check out the landscape. And at that time it was, um, there were only 5,000 people and it, I think it was at the Rio and it was a, a really a small, much smaller event. But as soon as I walked into that room, I just knew that I got this feeling all over my body that I was in the place I was supposed to be. And I had this magical experience there. So um, after that, we decided that we would go ahead and quit our day jobs and, and come into this industry. Oh, wow. That's a really <laughs> cool story. <laughs> and how great that a, uh, an executive at a Fortune 500 company w- said, heck yes, let's do this instead of, oh, I don't know, it's still illegal. <sighs> you know, it, that's, that's great that, that, you know, your, your team was willing, able, ready to go, and, and off you went. That's really exciting because sometimes they're a little nervous about it because, yeah, well, it, yeah, it, it is still federally illegal. It, it that's that's so true and 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 what I did was I sort of thought you know I'm not sure that this Fortune 500 company is really going to be on board with this industry after all so if I had to assemble my own team who are the best people I've worked with over the last 20 years and who would I want to be on my dream team and I reached out to each of them to see if they wanted to explore the industry and they all of them said yes um, now when it came time to to actually join the company and put in the time and money and, and everything we needed to develop it. I, I started out on my own and we've grown the company. I have now have a business partner in Northern California, Julia Gosnell. And uh, so we're a woman-owned company and we've grown, we're about 15 folks or so, um, and mostly in California, but also in Denver and Atlanta. So we're, we're a, a lean, mean hippo machine. That's great. Yeah, let's let's talk more about the lean green hippo machine. And, and how how did you come to? I, I've been meaning to ask you this for years. How did you come to name your company? And just tell me more in general about what you guys are up to this year. Well, you know, we um, we've actually uh, to to name the company. We we had to do it kind of overnight. So I, I did it. My my boyfriend and I are just you know spent an evening tossing around names and going back and forth. And to be honest with you, our name came to us quite by accident. And 
but by the time we we discovered the accident, we had fallen in love with the hippo, and we were the hippo, <laughs> and 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 so we 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 basically um, we were going to start two different businesses: one, an online ordering uh, portal, as well as an agency to help you know some of the larger companies um, manage their packaging needs. So, so that was our goal. And so we were going to be two different companies and we ended up just merging into Hippo. And uh, so we, we, we just fell in love with them. Great. And you were mentioning you serve customers all across the United States at, at this stage. Is that right? Yes, uh, we do. Um, we, we have, we're seeing a lot of growth on the East Coast right now, Massachusetts, Maine, Oklahoma, I mean, uh, Michigan, you know, the, just uh, there's a lot of growth in those areas. And, you know, the California, even though we are actually headquartered in California with most of our staff here in this state, the, the re- regulatory process has been so difficult uh, that that it's it's growing at a slower pace than maybe the rest of the nation is. So um, we're seeing, and, and we do have a, a, a ton of clients, of course, in California as well. But we also have some clients, uh, our biggest client last year was from Canada, one of the big uh, players up in that market. And we also have uh, clients um, in Puerto Rico, um, and some more international clients reaching out, but we're, we're all over, all over, of course, the United States. Great. Yeah. And in talking about those difficult regulations, one of the blogs that you submitted over the years was specifically about changes coming to California's packaging regulations and being prepared for that. I know most of our NCIA members that are California based, when the regulations from the medical only program into adult use were happening, it was a painful process. It it was not happy times. You want to talk about that just oh. briefly and how you've come out of the other end there? <laughs> <laughs> it was painful for all of us and everyone kind of went into it with such high expectations. And so when it actually came down the way it did, everybody was just like, oh, this is miserable. The cannabis industry has been through a number of miserable things, but the, that that regulatory <laughs> process uh, was one of the big ones. And um, what, what happened was overnight, they didn't really get you know, like when government regulates something, they usually give, and when it's something so complex as packaging, they usually give at least a year for people to get on board with the new regulations. Well, we had six months and that that's not really enough time because what, what happened is before they flipped the switch, cultivators would be able to walk into a dispensary with a turkey bag full of you know, cannabis and the dispensary could just put it in a jar and then pack it in a pop top or a jar or whatever, however they wanted to do it. And it was bulk. And uh, but these new regulations required that cannabis companies uh, brand themselves and package their product for final retail. Mm-hmm. And that was a big ask for some of these cultivators who have never really had experience with any of this. So it was a very painful time. A lot of people couldn't make it, you know, because it, it, it's expensive to brand and package your, your products like that. And you have to have some upfront investment capital. And as we all know, the cannabis industry has not had access to that, that traditional capital. 
Yeah, so true. Yeah, thanks for breaking that down again. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. we didn't need to relive that, did we? (laughs) No, yeah, I'm glad we got through it. Uh, Yeah, yes. Let's take our first commercial break and then we'll come back and take some deeper dives about packaging in the cannabis industry with Carrie from Hippo Premium Packaging. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Fetch your earbuds and stay tuned for some pure pet care conversation. Hi, it's Angela Ardolino with It's a Dog's Life, and I have Hernanda Umana joining me. We're just both so fascinated with how much we've learned since we've been in this pet industry and creating an all-natural product. Because it's a dog's life. I am a huge fan of my guest today, Dr. Bob Goldstein. I have, in my experience, not seen many natural substances produce the results that CBD is producing in the animals that we are testing on. It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore with NCIA, and we're talking with Carrie Radistock from Hippo Premium Packaging. And Carrie, your company's been serving the cannabis industry with packaging needs for years at this point. So I'm sure you're seeing a lot of new players entering the market, people coming from other mainstream industries where one might expect the best practices from their industry to just plop right on top of the cannabis industry and work perfectly. Um, (laughs) But I'm sure they are quickly finding that it's different. And I'd love to hear what some of your thoughts are of those differences. 
You know, I it's it's really interesting because uh, I too made that mistake when I came into the industry. I thought I am going to use <laughs> best practices that I have learned and spent the last twenty years learning, and I'm going to apply them to the cannabis industry, and I'm going to be able to help people, and it's going to be great. And uh, to be honest with you, the cannabis industry is really quite a, a different animal um, from from mainstream, and and it really should be looked at quite differently. But in my particular case, I had been with a Fortune 500 company and and really working with Fortune 500 companies with people who are just about as knowledgeable about uh, print production as I am and packaging production. So it was, it, it, and and then I came into an industry that was mostly small businesses, businesses that have never packaged before, never created a brand before. So there was a lot of um, education that I needed to do uh, to, to help my clients kind of understand the process and what was needed. And it, it was a painful lesson for, for us. We, we, you know, we, we ended up uh, really having to, to take a good look at our company and pivot um, to, to be able to really meet the needs of this, this particular industry. I, I, I know another um, big company that is very, very large, very successful company, and they came from mainstream, um, you know, Ivy League education, and they were launching their vape line, and they filled cartridges, and they filled a lot of cartridges, maybe, I don't, I, I'm not quite sure what that number was, but they didn't cap the cartridges quick enough, and the oil spoiled, and they lost a oh, no. million dollars overnight, Ouch. and this is a very very smart company. So I feel like, you know, you've got to have a good balance on your team. If you're going to be coming into this industry, you need that, that professional side, that business side, the people who, who have done that before have launched products, maybe are from CPG, but you also need the people who know the plant and know what needs to be done in a manufacturing environment to get mm. the best results. So it, you, you've got to have a pretty you know, you've got to have a good team with balance, I think. A little quality control for sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Gotcha. Well, when it comes to both medical and adult use cannabis, both are very highly regulated with high cost, hard to obtain licenses in order to operate. That's just the first hurdle in many cases is getting the license. That's uh, true. But, yeah, but the hemp and the CBD, hemp derived CBD side of our industry gets to play by some different rules, at least for now. Um, can you go into some of these differences you're seeing specifically on packaging for the hemp and CBD side of things versus our traditional or now traditional marijuana industry? Absolutely. You know, it's it's funny because when I, when I first got into the industry, I did pretty exclusively cannabis and and then people started having a CBD line and maybe THC and then when the regulations came down a lot of people just pivoted to straight CBD and one of our biggest growth areas is in CBD and hemp uh branding and packaging because um, a lot of my customers that are reaching out, they are wanting to work with people who are experienced in the cannabis industry because it actually helps them prepare because a lot of them are starting with CBD and hemp with plans to most of them with plans to transition or to add THC 
to their to their portfolio. And hmm. so they they really want to work the bugs out and get the brand developed and and put the team together before they take on that added complexity of, of, of adding THC to to the to the mix. And that adds a lot of complexity with with, um, you know, the regulations, you cannot drive across state lines, you know, MSOs have to be uh, put put together so differently, you have to have manufacturing in each state. So it's, it's, it's quite a different animal. But a lot of people are, are really starting in that industry with hopes of getting into THC. So, uh, but when it comes to brand development and packaging, I'm seeing on the on the hemp and CBD side, some very elevated, you know, very high end elevated brands coming, coming into the, to the market and trying to find their foothold um, and uh, trying to win over customers. You've got to really have good, strong brand development to create loyalty with your customers and to create the kind of business that perhaps somebody eventually would want to buy. Gotcha. Yeah, it is interesting how how the hemp and CBD world now with, with the farm bill situation, it is a little simpler. It is a little easier. It would have it would have been interesting if if the order of things had been switched over the last few years. Not that I would go back and change anything, but uh, to to have people have an opportunity to start with a hemp and CBD business while we waited for adult use to come down the road or something. Well, absolutely. I guess we'll and, never and know. <laughs> absolutely. And then one, you know, a lot of CBD companies and hemp companies are not quite sure how to market themselves. So they are sending their products to dispensaries and saying in California and saying, please uh, you know, carry my product in your dispensary. Well, it's illegal for dispensaries to carry hemp products, you know, because they're regulated quite differently. And uh, so that's, that's kind of, it's, it's more education and, and there's, there's a lot of barriers still, you know, this is, you know, when you're creating an industry or giving birth to an industry, it kind of can get messy and, and it's messy in a lot of ways. And the legality of CBD and hemp is really very, precarious. You know, a lot of people are very, very nervous about it because it's under-regulated at the federal level. And so they, they're trying to just, you know, just say, don't, you're not allowed to sell it right now until, you know, we have time to regulate it. And everybody's mm-hmm. going, well, never mind. We're going to go forward with it anyway. So <laughs> it's, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of an interesting time uh, for, for our industry and, and this partic- particular segment as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll see how all that comes comes around over the next few years here. Um, yeah. yeah, we do talk a good bit on this podcast about best practices and good management practices and how proper planning can really go a long way towards the success of your business. And the cannabis industry seems to operate at its own speed sometimes, as we've seen, sometimes really fast, sometimes really slow. We sometimes like to call it dog years. If you're in the industry, we've definitely made that joke. So one year in the cannabis industry feels like three or seven in any other industry. Funny, we're talking about what what animal the industry is. Well, we'll see. (laughs) How does this, uh, this speed situation play out when we're planning a brand launch or, or launching a specific product? 
Well, you know, I think it, uh, you make really good points because just to survive the, the difficulties of, of being in, a, in an evolving industry with all these regulatory changes, it's, 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 a, it's a pretty um, intense uh, <laughs> kind of place to be. Um, but in terms of planning, um, you know, what, what we see is that the biggest um, mistake, I suppose, that people make is, is that they don't realize how long packaging production and really good packaging production can take. Um, for example, you know, in July, um, people are already on press with things that they want uh, mainstream is uh, is is on press they're already in development in manufacturing for their packaging in july for things that they need for black friday so mm -hmm. they they give a lot of time to making sure one if, with with time you can source right rather than source at the last minute uh, where that whether that means going offshore or whatever it is to, to bring costs down. And it's, it's really important that your packaging is, it, you know, fits with your ROI. You know, a lot of people want this beautiful packaging, but then, you know, if they can't make their product profitable in that package, it's not a good package for them. So, so the planning can help really bring down costs. And um, most production, you know, overseas production timelines are 120 days, maybe 90 days if, if uh, maybe a reorder is 60 days, but a brand new package, you should plan at least 120 days. And mm -hmm. the first 30 days are development, the next 30 days are proofing, the next 30 days are manufacturing, and the next 30 days are shipping. And if you go into domestic, you know, you can save that that shipping time and maybe shave a week off of uh, the, the the production time or so and in some cases, but it still takes time. So it's it's something that people are not prepared for and and something that we are trying to educate, you know, our industry about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Good things to think about. All right, let's take our last commercial break and then we'll come back and wrap up our conversation here with Carrie from Hippo Premium Packaging. Stay tuned, we'll be right back. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Let me welcome Nick Hexum from 311. We've never heard things like your music when it first came out. It's like to mix the reggae with the punk and all of that together was just such an unusual sound and, and we loved it. We realized we're not gonna copy what's on the radio. At the time it was all grunge at, that was on the radio and I said, let's just stick to what we know and wait for a culture to come around to us. Hey, it's Nick Hexum from 311, and you're listening to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina on CannabisRadio.com. Let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put different celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is him pink, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint 
The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Trends and technology, processes and products. We cover these areas and more on the cutting edge of cannabis. Be informed from the latest initiators of new innovation. Learn about the latest breakthroughs and best practices in the cannabis and hemp industries. Better products, better infrastructure, and better sustainability. The Cutting Edge of Cannabis, consulted by the American Cannabis Company. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice, only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore, and we're talking with Carrie Radistock from Hippo Premium Packaging, some advice for people about their packaging needs in the cannabis industry. And we were talking a bit about the time needed uh, especially if you're working with overseas production, things like that. So having time to plan is ideal. It's great. It's wonderful. We like it. And being able to really put thought into your branding and maybe do some surveys of your customers, like, wow, that'd be great. But sometimes we're not really afforded that time. Uh, what what kind of solutions would there be if if you're needing a quicker turnaround, if you're up against a wall? You know, we, we of course, uh, there are, as uh, the industry, we can easily get uh, child-resistant flower jars that are stocked domestically. In most cases, you know, right when the uh, the whole um, legalization happened in California, we we couldn't even get get product to, to package <laughs> because it was like everybody was last minute and nobody was quite prepared for it. So we we were like ordering things that were like holding it while it's on the the ship, and then they'd manufacture and send the next ship, and and then it would just be you know it it was just crazy. We couldn't, they couldn't keep up with the demand. But now, you know, the industry is pretty much caught up. We, we have a lot of solutions that are stocked domestically and, and we'll just use labels. Um, we can, you know, we can uh, just work with, with stateside uh, packaging, uh, manufacturing to create boxes. Um, and, and, and then also we, we came into this industry to to try to help you know the, the the small business and and the the people who are just trying to make a go of it so we my, my goal has always been to create an online platform that have you know that has actually you know items in each category and people can go online pick their item and then pick their their label they can either design the label right there there and then or you know download a, a die line and create their 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 art offline and then upload it but we we're going to be bringing that to market and that's what we're going to be working on in the next six months um because it's been our plan from the beginning to to create that because the industry needs it and they need it not only for the the little guy who's trying to make it um but also for some of our larger mso's who need to manage their packaging state by state they have a completely different team in each state and different sales teams and different needs and and they need access to uh and the ability to manage all those assets um in in a really efficient way so we're excited about bringing this technology and 
and uh, but what I can say is, you know, that there's a lot of work to be done. Uh, you know, ch- measure twice, um, and uh, you know, measure at once. Measure. Yeah. Yep. 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 So, so you've just got to ha- just be really be watching things when when you're trying to manage this process because it is complicated. Absolutely. Great. Well, good luck on that project. It sounds like it'll be a really useful uh, uh, tool for for the industry. Thanks. We're excited. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to have uh, people who want to contribute, help, give back. And and one of the ways that you've done that is serving on NCIA's Marketing and Advertising Committee. Uh, I think you're the vice chair this year, and it's your fourth year serving since we launched our committees four years ago. And I think we had a nice big committee meeting party at one of our cannabis business summits a few years ago as well. It was so much fun. And yeah, I was, I was at the kickoff meeting and we all got to meet, you know, everybody, I think we did it at, at probably at at, at one of the, one of the um, trade shows, but we, we all had a meeting room. We got to see each other and work together. And to those people that I met that day, I'm still really close to and, and, and I'm grateful to have them as colleagues, but I have loved serving on, on the Mac. I feel like I'm part of my community. I feel like I'm, I'm able to step in and, and help in trying to draft some of our best practices for this industry. Mm-hmm. I'm working with some of the brightest minds in the industry. So it's, it's just, it's been such a really worthwhile and, and wonderful experience for me. I've, I've loved it. And I'm, I'm the vice chair this year with Amy uh, Larson from Simplify Us. She is terrific. She's really a, a powerhouse brain and we've got a great committee. We're going to work on some fun stuff. So we're, we're excited. We're just getting the year kicked off. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. I love our committees and and no no shocker that the Mac committee is one of the most active for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have a lot to say. Um, so as we're wrapping up the show here, uh, it's it's October of 2020. It is absolutely officially NCIA's 10-year anniversary as Yay, an organization. Yay! Happy anniversary. And what a year it's been. Um, and I know yeah. predict, predictions are hard to make this year, for sure. And predictions were difficult to make even before COVID um, in our industry. But now things are just wildly unpredictable. But maybe you could look into your crystal ball 10 years into the future, the year 2030, and maybe make some predictions for where our industry is going to be. You know, I, of course, probably everybody who answers this question will say full legalization, which it, you know, because cannabis was deemed a necessary product and because the the, the country is going to need us for job creation and uh, replenishing tax, you know, the tax um, coffers, we, 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 we do see that le- full legalization is coming, but you know that's something that we, we should be careful to wish for. You know because mm-hmm. um, it's a bit of a double-edged sword, and you know you you're going to have a lot of very very large players enter the market and try to squash out everyone else, and the large players are really going to be looking to acquire the best built brands. So mm-hmm. job number one for every cannabis operator out there is to build the best brand that you can. Of course, I, I'm probably, you know, saying, stating mm-hmm. the obvious, but mm-hmm. your brand and your the loyalty you're creating with your customers will put you in a position for, 
you know, that exit that you, you might be looking for. Um, but the Philip Morrises of the world, all of these institutional investors are already coming into the industry ahead of legalization and nobody really mm -hmm. saw that coming. So they are going to be looking to, to buy these, these well-run, um, well-positioned brands and, and bring them to market. Um, another thing I see in 10 years is, is as, as this all unfolds, you know, we might be buying cannabis at our pharmacy and dispensaries might, mm. you know, have a difficult time surviving that. So we don't know how this is going to go. A lot of people say, are we going to be able to buy cannabis at the 7-Eleven like we can buy beer? Mm -hmm. And we don't know yet. Um, but right. it's a it's a time to really look at your overall business plan and make sure your you know you 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 have uh, delivery services will always be in style especially after covid that's not going to go away that'll continue mm -hmm. to to build as well but the the traditional retail um, workflow may may change significantly mm -hmm. yep that's wise predictions thanks for sharing that absolutely and, well we've run out of time today it's been a great conversation where can people find out more about hippo premium packaging yeah just uh, reach out to us uh, reach out to us on our website at www.hippopackaging.com we have a contact form or you can email us at info at hippopackaging.com and we'd love to talk to you we're happy to uh, give give your packaging an evaluation and let you know um, if there's uh, good ways that we can improve it without it breaking the bank so just give us a give us a shout. Wonderful. Thanks again for being on the show. And thanks everyone for tuning into another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. Until next time. Thanks, Bethany. Goodbye. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.